This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Pastor Corey is in his part two of his Toxic People series with today's title, I'm Trying Not to Go Off. Look, you are in for a treat. Get ready and enjoy. This is uh, the second installment of our series and if you would, if you would turn to your Bibles with me to Second Samuel chapter 16, 2 Samuel chapter 16, we'll start at verse number five and see what thus says the Lord. Second <laughs> Samuel chapter 16, if you don't have it, we'll have it on our screen or on your phone or your iPad or TV, whatever device you may be watching on. And it reads, now when King David came to Baharim, there was a man from the family of the house of Saul whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera. Coming from there, he came out cursing continuously as he came. And he threw stones at David and all the servants of the King David. And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And Shimei said, thus, when he cursed, come out, come out, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue. Verse 8 says, the Lord had brought upon you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, your son. So now you're caught in your own evil because you are a bloodthirsty man. Then Abishai, the son of Zariah, said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? <laughs> this is good talking right here. He said, Please let me go over and take his head off. <laughs> Don't know who you're messing with. But the king said, what have I to do with you, your sons, you sons of Zariah? So let him curse. Because the Lord has said to him, curse David, who then shall, who then shall say, why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and all his servants, see how my son who came, my own blood, seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjamite let him alone. Let him curse for the Lord has ordered him. It may be that the Lord will look upon my affliction and that the Lord will repay me with good for this cursing day. And as David and his men went along the road, Shimei went along the hillside opposite from him and cursed him as he went threw stones at him, and kicked up dust. Verse 14, the last scripture we're going to read, and it says, Now the king and all the people who were with him became weary, so they refreshed themselves there. In our second installment of this series, I, I want to teach and preach over the next few moments from the subject titled, I'm Trying Not to Go Off. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Somebody type in the chat, I'm trying not to go off. Come on and bless God as you take your seats, leaders in the house, and as you prepare your hearts for the word, watch it online. I'm trying not to go off. In the second installment of this series, I, I, I want to, to deal with a toxicity that often shows, its, uh, shows itself in people we, we deal with, people we work with, and people we might do life with. And before I get into this preachment, I want to remind you the definition that we've established for a toxic person. Last week, we, we kind of established the foundation, the definition for what a toxic person is. And so I want to remind you that a toxic person is someone that hinders you from walking in your purpose. I, I'll say it one more time, that a toxic person is someone that hinders you from walking in your purpose. Somebody say purpose. And we discussed on last week that your purpose in God, everybody has a universal purpose. And that primary purpose is to walk in the spirit and to produce fruit. To produce things like love, joy, peace, faithfulness. And anytime somebody gets connected to your life that hinders you from producing the fruit that God has ordained and designed for your life, by, by way of definition, that person is toxic. And I come to let you know that there is going to come a point in your life, whether it's relationally in the house whether it's on the job, whether it's at your school, you're going to have to deal with angry, bitter people. Y'all not going to talk to me this morning. That, that, and most of the times, these people are not just angry because they're bad people, but because there is an area that they're hurting in that has not been addressed. But regardless of their negative behavior, you cannot allow their negative behavior to dictate how you respond. And although, hear me family, we can't control them, you can control yourself. This is why one of the fruit of the spirits is self-control. Because oftentimes we want to turn that into self-control, into people control. But the truth of the matter is you cannot control people. But the only person that you can control is yourself. And the truth of the matter is the number one person that's hard to control is you. I'm, I'm teaching better than y'all responded already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hardest person to control is you. The hardest person to lead is you. So when it comes to dealing with angry and, and, and bitter people, we may not can control them, but you can control how you respond to them and how you handle them and how you manage 
them because here it is, family. We cannot rid ourselves of everybody that's angry. Yeah, yeah, we, we live in a fallen world, as we discussed a few weeks ago. And in the fallen world, there are fallen people. And because we are believers, we can't assume that everybody else is one too. And we got to stop being surprised when the world acts like the world. I, I'm teaching better than y'all responded. We, we got to stop being shocked when the world acts like the world. You don't get upset when a blind person bumps into you because they're blind. And so when the world start acting a fool, you cannot be shocked and surprised when they act a fool because they're doing what they're supposed to do. Teach Pastor Corbin, you're doing the best you can. I'm trying to slow myself down. You a believer and you're going off at the order window because they got your order on. Jesus, I knew it was going to get quiet. And I got to answer, they shouldn't be working at the, if they, did nobody give them that job? But listen, they the world. We can't assume that everybody subscribes to the faith that we have or believe the way we believe. But instead, we got to remain our posture of Christianity despite the world behaving the way they do. Somebody say, help me with me. Why don't you lay your hands on you and say, Lord, help me with me. <laughs> uh, this, this morning, I... I want to give us some, some practical principles on how to deal with angry people. Because it's, it's not easy. Let, let me admit that. It, it's, it's not easy. Because easy, even as a pastor, I, I, I want to go off sometimes. Y'all not going to kick me out of the church, are y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even as a pastor, I, I struggle sometimes. But I, I want you to look at this man in our narrative today that is going to help us handle ourselves when it comes to the toxicity of angry people. <laughs> There's a man by the name of Shimei, and he assumes that, that, that David has had a hand in the death of the king Saul, and he's angry because he's from Saul's camp. So he, he comes out cussing him and, and calling him all kinds of names. He's, he's throwing rocks at him, trying to hurt him. He, he makes assumptions and accusations about David because that's what, what toxic people do. Toxic people make accusations instead of asking questions and, and conversing like an adult to find out what the real issue is. And in verse 9, one of David's men speaks up and says, he must not know who you are. He says, he must not even realize that, that you are the king. He says, I don't know why, why, why he's coming for you when you ain't sent for him. <laughs> and, and that's what we, what we do sometimes. Y'all know how we do it. They say they don't know who I am. Uh, here it is. You, you, we, make, we make statements like, I ain't been saved my whole life. I ain't, I ain't been a Christian my whole life. 
If we make these statements out of response to people who, who are bitter, who are angry as a result of how we regard, how we might handle them in the present and in the future. But if you are a mature believer, there is a way in which we have to manage even people who are angry. And David, he teaches us how to handle angry people and how not to go off. Can I give y'all three quick principles that we learned from David and then we'll go home? Can I teach them to you real quick? Can I teach them to you real quick? The first thing, if you're taking notes, you manage yourself with angry people when you refuse to respond to the situation in the way that is expected. Let me say it one more time. You manage yourself with angry people when you refuse to respond, thank you, to the situation in the way that is expected. Look at verse number nine. It says, then Abishai, the son of Zariah, said to the king, why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? Please look at this. This is gangster talk. He says, please let me go over there and take his head off. This guy says to David, uh, I can go cut his head off because he doesn't know who he's messing with. This is critical. Watch this because the enemy, watch this, he has a way that he's expecting us to respond. And all the conditions could be right for you to go off. Right, right. All the conditions like you ain't got enough money for your bills. Your, your child isn't doing well in school. Your, your husband or wife is acting crazy. It's cuffing season and you're tired of being single. People on your job are getting on your nerves. All the dish, all the conditions could be right. And if one more thing go wrong, and if one more person look at you a certain way, somebody say, I might go off. And everybody know you're going through something so that you will be justified if you would off. It would make sense. But when you are a mature believer, you don't respond the way you're expected to respond because of what you are going through. And sometimes you got to ask the Lord and pray to God, Lord, give me some patience. Somebody say, give me some patience. Give me some patience. Say, Lord, give me some patience. Do y'all know the phrase, the phrase, have you ever heard the phrase, uh, uh, the patience of Job? Okay, let me tell you, you have to remember, everything has gone wrong for Job. He's lost his health. He's lost his wealth. He's lost his kids. Even his wife has turned on it. And when you read that narrative, there, there was some expected responses, right? There was some expected responses. Job, uh, he, he knew that, that in this situation that there were some expected responses. Here it is. His wife expected a response. His friends expected response. They say, why don't you turn your back on God and curse him? Or why, why don't you ask for forgiveness because of what you've done? They had an expected response. But here it is. Even though Job knew the enemy had a respected response, he knew that God had an expected response. And he said, all the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change comes. Because at the end of the day, I know you're waiting on me to respond a certain way. But I'm going to respond how God wants me to respond. 
And if I responded the way I wanted to, I would have said some things that hurt your feelings by now. If I would have responded the way that I responded to, things probably would have gotten physical by now. But because I'm not responding the way you want me to, I'm going to respond the way God wants me to. Because God is my master, not you. Oh, God. You are not my God. My God is my God, so I'll do whatever he's asking me to do, so I'll handle you. With, with, with patience. Yeah, yeah, God, he'll do some things like he, he'll put it on your heart when you're getting ready to tell somebody off while you got that text message typed out, and he'll do some things like make you delete it. When people are sub-posting and sub-tweeting, saying things that you know is about you, you got to learn to stop responding to, uh, to shade from people, from trees that have no fruit. You got to learn how to stop giving your attention and energy to negative, toxic people because no matter what you do, you will never satisfy them. You will never please them. So sometimes you got to learn to shut your mouth. My God. Somebody say, don't you say it. Don't you do it. Sometimes you got to learn how to be quiet. Because your maturity is often revealed in not just what you say, but won't you, what you don't say. Don't just have enough Holy Ghost to speak up. Have, a, have enough Holy Ghost to be quiet sometimes. Teach, Pastor Corey, you're doing the best you can. Lord, help me to shut up. Because some of y'all, y'all got to get it straight. Y'all got, y'all too rough around the edges, so I got to talk to y'all like that. Lord, just help me to shut up. Just, Lord, I know I'm getting ready to go off. I know I'm getting ready to say some things. I'm not going to be able to take it back. So, Lord, just help me <laughs> to shut up. And here's the truth of the matter. What we don't see in the text, I need you to see this in the text, is that David, he realizes, watch this, that he's surrounded by men. He's surrounded by people. So now, watch this, he's teaching us a healthy principle. He's teaching us how to manage his emotions. Watch this, because people, other people are watching. He says, I lose, my res I lose the ability to respond however I want to respond because I got people that are watching me. And since people are watching me, how I respond is going to communicate to them what's okay and what's not okay. Because the worst thing we can do as believers is to respond in a way that is not conducive or accurate with the way we're supposed to respond biblically and have other people look at our behavior and say, you know what, that, I can't, that's the reason why I don't go to church no way. You know, there are, are people that are watching you. They're, they're watching how you respond. They're watching how, how you behave. And one of the most deterrent things to bringing people into Christ is not by what you say, but it's how you respond. It's how you act. You want to call yourself a Christian, and yet you can't speak to nobody when you go to work. You want to call yourself a believer and you just stink face the whole time. Ah, oh God, I, 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 I'm, I'm saying you, 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 you a believer and you mean. 
you're a believer and you can't forgive. You're still holding on to, to what so-and-so said yesterday, but, but you can't even let it go because you say that you're a believer, but you don't really bear the name for real, for real, because it's cute just for you to wear it. <laughs> you're a believer and you petty. Just, just angry, just, just mean all the time. What, what happened to the joy of the Lord? Is your strength? What, what, what happened to this joy that I have? The what didn't give it to me. Y'all gonna make me preach up in here? That, that this joy that I got, you didn't give it to me. As a matter of fact, this job didn't give it to me. This promotion didn't give it to me. This spouse didn't give it to me. I was happy before I got with you. That this joy that I have, the world did not give it, and the world can't take it away. So you can be mad at me all you want, but you cannot have my. Somebody say, you can't have it, you can't have it, you can't have it, you can't have it, you can't have my joy. You can be angry, you can be petty, you cannot talk to me, you can talk about me. But guess what? The one thing that you cannot have is my. Somebody say, you can't have it. You can't have my joy. That I've been through some stuff. I can deal with people not, I'm so glad God delivered me from people that my, my joy doesn't rise on whether you like me. My joy doesn't rise on whether you like my status. My joy doesn't rise if you don't like my picture. My joy doesn't rise if you don't like me. My joy is not contingent on what you do. My joy is contingent on who he is. <laughs> Somebody say you better get some joy. <laughs> You can't have it, Big Mike. Do you hear me? Here's the second thing. Jesus. I'm not just full on turkey and ham and greens, beans, potatoes. I'm full on I'm full on the Holy Ghost this morning. This the second thing. Is this helping anybody? The second thing, if you're going to manage yourself with those who are angry, you got to ignore what you can't stop and focus on what you can't control. This, this man, Shimei, he made assumptions, but he wasn't the only one. The only reason why this man is cussing David out and trying to hurt him is because he's made assumptions about David that have led to accusations about David and David, watch this, even refused to address it. Go back and read this text whenever you get time. David never responds to the assumption. David never responds to the accusation. Which begs the question, why do we chase things that we hear people assume about us when we know that is not true? Huh. Let me ask you the question again. Why do we chase things that people assume about us when we know that is not 
true. Why is it that we got to find out who said it? Who said what? So we can set them straight. <laughs> Y'all not talking to me. So, so let me deal with this logic. So let me deal with this logic. So we're going to tell them about something that's not true. But here's a gem that's hidden in the text. Read the text again. This boy is making an accusation on David. Uh, he is of, of, of the house of Saul. Y'all don't see me coming. Because typically, historically, back in this day, whenever a king died, it was passed down to someone in that house. And because Saul's lineage is deceased because of the result of casualty of war, Shimei is one of the ones that is left to the house of Saul. Are y'all following me? So could it be that this man is angry, not just because David killed Saul, but he's mad at David because David got what belonged, what he thought to him. Let me help you out. Here it is that some people are angry with you, not because that, not because it's a personality trait. Some people are angry with you, not just because they need to be healed. Some people are angry with you because they want to be you. Shemay could possibly be angry because he's jealous and he's envious and he's insecure about David's position because he thinks in his mind it rightfully belongs to him. But here's the truth of the matter is he's mad and angry when David, when he doesn't realize everything that David had to go through to get where he is. Uh, he doesn't realize that David is anointed in a field where he didn't even, wasn't even loved by his own daddy. That David was anointed in the field when he wasn't even invited to the party. That David is anointed and it takes, watch this, 15 years of running on the run from Saul before he's ever appointed king. And so many times people can envy your success when they don't realize your struggle. Many people can look at your oil and not realize the obstacles and the hurdles that you have to overcome to get to where you are. You're judging me by my chapter 12 when you don't see my chapter 2. Somebody say, it ain't always been this pretty. It ain't always been this good. I ain't always had this much support. I ain't always been this healthy. That there are some things I had to go through to get to where I'm at. And instead of being jealous and envious of what I, where I am, you ought to thank God with me for where I am. Because if it had not been for the Lord who carried me through, I would not be where I am. It's not my degree. It's not my connections. It's not my wits. It's not my network. If it had not been for the Lord that has carried me through the struggle, I wouldn't be where I am. And I want, am I talking to anybody in this virtual sanctuary that say I can bless God? Because even though you upset with me, even though you angry with me, it's because of God is the reason while I'm here. And here's the truth of the matter. Here's the truth of the matter is where you are, you didn't ask for it no way. 
What you have, you didn't ask for in no way. That you got what you got. You have what you have because God has simply been good to you. So instead of being mad at me, you got to take it up with my God. <laughs> because he's the one that gave it to me in the first place. Shemay is, is, is probably angry and upset because... He really wants to be David. And some people, you got to have enough spiritual discernment to realize they're not mad at me. They just want what I have. But if you want what I have, you have to do to get what I got it. <laughs> that if you're going to, if you're going to celebrate and enjoy my glory, you got to go through my story. Because it ain't always been good. There, there were some nights I cried about this. There, there were some nights where I, I thought about giving up and throwing in the towel. There, there were some bad nights. There were some lonely nights, but, but I'm here. And so David, he does not respond. That's the principle when it comes to toxic, very angry people. That sometimes your maturity is not in what you address, it's in what you ignore. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this because some people are like, well, that's passive aggressiveness. And I just got to say whatever I need to say to get off my chest. I can hear you. And, and we're going to deal with that on Wednesday. I'm going to deal with healthy confrontation on Wednesday. Because I'm not saying that we ought to not ever address anything. There are moments and times where we have to address people and dysfunction and things that, that need, that require addressing. But when it comes to certain people, just because it gets your attention doesn't mean it deserves your energy. I'll say that one more time because that was so good to me. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That wasn't even in my notes. Just because it gets your attention doesn't mean it deserves your energy. I'm talking about toxic, parasitic people. These are people that live off drama. And you keep giving them life because you keep adding wood to it. What's the wood? Attention. You got to starve the fire and not give them any wood. That's why your ex keep texting you back. They're a parasite. They live off of it. <laughs> Listen to me. Your maturity... And sometimes your deliverance is not in what you say, but it's what you ignore. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping anybody? So, so David, he, he doesn't address it because David realized he couldn't stop it. Here's the principle. David, this, these men are, are saying, let me go over there and cut his head off. He said, leave him alone. Leave him alone. He, he tells them this thing because this is an important principle. I can't control what comes out of his mouth, but I can only control what comes out of mine. 
He says, I can't control what comes out of his mouth, but I can control what comes out of mine. And he says in verse 11, watch this, look what verse 11 says. And it says, and David said to Abishai and all of his servants, see how my son who came from my own body seeks my life. How much more may this Benjamite let him alone and let him curse for so the Lord has ordered him. He says in this text that my own son is trying to kill me. In other words, this is what David is saying. He's saying, I got bigger fish to fry. You sitting up here cursing me out. You sitting up here throwing stones at me. And I got bigger and major things to worry about other than what you're trying to do to me. Some of you, the reason why you got to continue to handle people with ignoring and handle people with distancing yourself from them is because you got bigger things on your plate than them. You got too much purpose. You got too much gifting. You got too much things that God has called you to do to worry about some he said, she said, and trying to live up to the eyes of people. You got some work to do. I'm talking to somebody. My daddy just called me the other day. He said, when you going to write your book? I laughed. I said, you know what? That thing been in my spirit for a little bit. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to receive that as confirmation. I need to get busy. I got too much things to do because life is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. And I cannot waste my time trying to address every little thing that's wrong with you, with me, because you will, you refuse to forgive. Is this helping anybody? He says, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to address it because I got bigger fish on my plate. The last thing that if you're going to manage your emotions with angry people, you got to know God has a way of bringing a blessing out of a cursing. I'll say that one more time. You got to know that God has a way of bringing a blessing out of a cursing. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 says, It may be that the Lord will look upon my affliction and that the Lord, he will repay me with good. Somebody say good. Somebody type good in the chat. He says, The Lord will pay me with good for his cursing this day. Here's what David is saying. He's saying, God will repay me with a blessing if I handle this right. God will make this turn out for my good if I handle this right. If I handle this right, manage my emotions, God is going to give me favor out of the foolishness. And here's why David's saying this. Check the backstory in chapter 15, verse 26. David declares unto God, that he would accept anything that the Lord sent his way. He says, Lord, whatever you send, I'll receive it and respond to it the right way. So now in this chapter becomes evident of what, what he promised in the previous chapter. That no matter what you bring my way, I'm going to handle it the right way. And isn't it funny that we make declarations to God when everything is going good? So God says, I got to let some stuff happen in your life to see if you'll stick to what you promised me in the previous chapter. Yeah. 
I know you sung that I will bless the Lord at all times. But when trouble hits your life, I need to see, will you actually bless the Lord at all times? I, 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 know you, I know you sing songs of worship and songs of praise, but can you sing songs of worship not just when you're on the mountaintop? Can you sing songs of worship and praise when you're in the valley? I, I know you you can thank me and bless me when I'm blessing your bank account, but can you bless me and thank me even when your bank account runs low? I need to see if, you're, if I'm not just the God of promises, are you a people of your promise. He says, I'm going to bless him because that's what I promised him. And here's the other thing that David was saying. One commentator put it this way, that David was saying, I didn't do what Shimei is accusing me of, but I have done some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I ain't do what he accusing me of, but I have done some other things. So, so I, I got enough grace to give and, and ignore him because I realized I haven't done what he said, but I have done some things. In other words, I know that he's telling a lie, but God has covered me on some other stuff. <laughs> I, I know what he's telling me, what he's saying is a lie. Watch this, but God has covered me on truth. And if I handle this right, God will bring a blessing out of the curse. Where do I see it? I'm finna be done. Come here, son. Could you could you just grab the the mints for me? Here it is. I want y'all to see this. The text says that David starts walking down the road. And while he's walking down the road, the man is cursing him and throwing stones at him. Don't throw nothing yet. I need y'all to see this. This is good. This is about to be, this is about to be real good. Because I need y'all to see this. Look at verse 13. 13, I need y'all to see it. I'm not just saying this. I'm, this is the text. The text says, and as David and his men went along the road. Stop right there. It says, as David went along the road. In other words, David is making up his mind. Just because you're angry at me, just because you're mad at me, just because you upset at me, it doesn't mean life has to stop. Where my church. It says, and as he went along the road. In other words, he says, if you are not going to remove myself, yourself from me, I'm going to remove myself from you. Because when it comes to toxic people, you got to make a decision. One of us got to go. And if you don't, if you don't want it to be you, it's going to be me. <laughs> and David it says, as he went along the road, that Shimei was throwing stones. Look at him. See, y'all, this is what we do. <laughs> y'all already know. But David, he's not responding to the stones being thrown. He says, I got too much purpose in me to watch what's coming out of your hands. I'm so focused on God's hand. There is a blessing in the cursing. Watch this. Because even though Shimei is throwing stones at David, and we never see in the text where any stone hits David. 
And God says, if you just handle what I've given you to do, if you just do what I've called you to do, if you say focus on your assignment, I'll cover you despite what they do. So let them talk. Let them do what they do. Let them be upset. Let them be angry. Pray for them. Pray healing over their life. But despite what you do, do not stop. And when you move, I'll keep covering you. Somebody shout yes. You ain't got to defend yourself. You ain't got to fight this battle. For the Lord says this battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. So stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your energy. Stop wasting your space on people who are not helping your destiny. Somebody say stop wasting your time. Somebody say stop wasting your time. Somebody say stop wasting your time. That if you handle this right, that God will cover you. Done, Mike. No matter what he threw, it didn't hit him. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Some, sometimes what people might say might hurt you, hurt your feelings. But the pain shouldn't stop you from moving. Watch this. It hurts you, but it didn't kill you. And you gotta make up in your mind. This this too toxic for me. Have you ever said that before? Like this situation is just it's just too messy for me. You just get too upset for me. You you just go to a place that, like, like I don't like I don't even go to that place with my spouse. I don't, I don't go to that place with people I do life with. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm just gonna remove myself, and I'm gonna starve you out because <laughs> you're toxic, and the only way you have life. It's if you're feeding off negativity, and I refuse to give you a plate. I'm so worried about what God is saying. I cannot be distracted by what he and she is saying. I got to be about the lowest business. So when it comes... To this handling of people. The number one person we got to handle is ourself. And my simple prayer <laughs> for you and I this morning is, Lord, help me not to go off. <laughs> oh, somebody say, Lord, help me not to go off. Why don't you, while you're watching online, and if you're a leader in the sanctuary, why don't you just lay your hands on yourself? Because I pray, I want you to repeat after me, Lord, help me not to go off, not to respond to that text message, not to respond to that shade, not to respond to that negativity, not to respond to what they say but let my response be the result of what you're saying and what you've already spoke 
over my life. Give me the grace from this day forward to be a light bearer, to win people into the kingdom. By the way, I respond. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.